Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM. WFAN New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. You know, I was just listening to uh, Dave Uram's recap of uh, all the sporting events that took place uh, yesterday and last night. And, you know, these are the highlights of all the top professional and collegiate athletes, uh, the, the, these, pe- these athletes at the top of their game. But, you know, it made me think about the fact that if we look at how all these top athletes got to where they are today, if you go all the way back to at some point in their lives, they were just starting out when they were, you know, two or three or five or six years old. You know, that's that's what I want to talk about uh, this morning. And because in talking with you, the listeners, and receiving your calls and emails over the last uh, several months, it's become increasingly clear to me, and obviously it's clear to you as well, that that sports parenting has changed dramatically and it's changed rapidly. And that is, how many times uh, have I noted on the show that, well, I'll say like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, things were a lot different with kids playing sports. In other words, if you were a first-time sports parent back in, let's say, the 1990s or 2000s, you knew the drill that for most kids, when they turned five or six, they were usually introduced uh, to organized sports uh, in their town through a local rec soccer or basketball program or some other team sport. And those rec teams, you know, they're decidedly low key. And of course, the coaches were usually just, uh, you know, volunteers, moms and dads, maybe some high school kids who were volunteering to help out. But in 2018, things are, well, Let's just say they're different. More and more enthusiastic sports parents are doing what they can these days to give their youngster a leg up on their same age peers. And they, they're starting their kids at earlier ages than ever. And they can't wait to get their youngster on the fast track. For example, that might mean a, a parent will uh, gently push or prod their child into a particular sport or even sign up for a, a so-called specialized travel team for little ones or a parent might even start their own travel team for their own kid. From, you know, in other words, once we start doing this, today's sports parents are seemingly off to the races. Now, on last Sunday's show, we talked about the growing concern about pay-to-play and how this current generation of new sports parents seem to be more aware and more eager and more competitive 
about their kids than previous generations of parents. So on today's show, what I want to ask you is this. If you're a sports parent with younger kids playing competitive sports these days, what is your take on all this? Do you feel being a sports parent in the year 2018 is even more challenging than it was 10 or 15 years ago? I mean, as your kid starts getting involved in competitive sports, how do you figure out which is the best travel or, or club team that you want your youngster to be, to be playing for? How do you make sure your youngster is on the right track? And how do you make sure they're even having fun? Because obviously the stakes have increased dramatically. There seems to be this, this ongoing sort of uh, rat race to get ahead, to, to push, 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 to be the top kid, to be recognized at, at an increasingly younger ages that your youngster is off and going to be one of the top athletes. I mean, I, I, I just want to take a moment to reflect this morning on what it's like to be a sports parent in this day and age. I can't even imagine. It's not easier than it was 20 years ago. I can assure you that. But it must be unbelievably confusing and baffling and expensive if you have a little one uh, starting out in sports in these days. one 337 6666 That, of course, our number here at The Fan. Yeah, this is this is something that I just want to sort of reflect upon for a few minutes and get your take because it's got to be so challenging to be a, a sports parent uh, and the, and, the, and during these times. Okay, let's uh, let's start our conversation this morning with Gary out of Colts Neck, New Jersey. Gary, good morning. Hey, You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. It's uh, it's nice to hear your voice again. I haven't been on the radio in a while, but I wanted to uh, just comment. You know, I was a big athlete growing up with my brothers up in North Jersey, and now I'm down in Monmouth County. And let me tell you, i got three boys of my own who are getting older. Yep. I just can't believe how things have changed so drastically. You know, when we were kids, we never talked about money. We never talked. We just wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Better than the other kid. We were happy when a kid hit a home run on your team. I'd be the first one out there rooting for him. Well, I was more excited about my friend hitting a home run than I did. <laughs> the point is, is today, these kids, they're getting pulled from all directions, you know. And baseball, I could just talk more about baseball in general right now. But when we tried out for baseball, we always tried out in the spring. Now they're trying out in the fall. Of course. I'm against because who's to say a sixth grader can't get better in four or five months over the winter training? And they pick these teams. Forget about the travel and this and that. It's just crazy. I think parents need to chill out and just let the kids be kids because you know what? Ask a kid. The worst ride is the car ride home, usually from the parents, especially the fathers. Mm-hmm. Okay? Why'd you strike out? They just, these kids don't want to hear that. No, they Let don't. Let them be kids. They'll go much, much further. And it's way beyond sports. Well, Gary, it, it's a, and I think you just said it gave Bail us a very sports. good... Not in school. Yeah. Bail in sports. We're okay with that. So that's that's really my biggest comment. And well, you know, let the kids just be kids. That's I, all. I hear that's you, all. and as I say, I, I think you did a nice summary there. Thank you for the call. A nice summary of what what we're concerned about. I mean, there's so much of this seems to be this uh, this ongoing floating anxiety or angst that we got to make sure our kids are, are on the fast track. Uh, that the the equation. Uh, that should include a sense of are the kids having fun? Are they enjoying what they're doing? That seems to get pushed off to the side because we, we haven't got time for that. It's more about let's get on to the next practice. Let's try out for the next travel team. Uh, let's make sure that uh, we really are you know getting a leg up on the competition. Even at ages of, as I said, you know eight or 10 or 12 years old, 
And it just sort of runs counter to the whole idea of trying to have fun and enjoying oneself playing sports. And what I'm particularly concerned about is, as Gary alluded to, you know, if, if a kid is sort of shunned off to the side when they're 10 years old because they didn't, they, they're sort of a slow developer or they're a late bloomer, and, and, you know, once you don't make a travel team when you're 10 or 11, you're pretty much gone from that program. You're just not going to – nobody's going to give you the chance again to, to prove yourself. And that's, that's very, very disturbing. Let's, uh, let's go over to Lindhurst where Bill is standing by. Bill, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. How are you? Good, Bill. What's up? Uh, I have, a, I think, a, a good perspective on some of this in that I coached youth football in North Jersey for 27 years, kids in grammar school. Okay. I played high school and college football. I put two daughters through high school and college. They played high school sports. And I attribute the problems now to what I call D1 disease. Uh, the parents seem to have the feeling that or they want all their kids to be a Division One athlete. Yep. And it's just not going to happen. The numbers aren't there. And they make the sports work instead of play and instead of a game. I'll give you a real quick example, then I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, I, what I used to do in football, instead of running sprints with the kids in 7th and 8th grade, sometimes we would do leapfrog. I split the kids up into two lines, and we'd go out and we'd leapfrog 30 yards out, at one over another, and the two teams would race. The kids had the greatest time in the world. It involves activity, it involves coordination, it involves work, and it's exercise, and it was fun. Mm. But some of the parents criticized me because I wasn't taking the practice seriously enough. <laughs> hey, Bill, that's, that's, that's a very good microcosm, as you said. I mean, here you are trying to get kids to, you know, obviously stay in shape due to some uh, conditioning skills. Leapfrog is a kind of a fun activity. It's different, unusual. And, yeah, I can see exactly what you're talking about. Parents come to you after the practice and say, Coach, you know, that's not exactly a serious kind of situation. We're going to – that's not – we want more more a professional approach to our kids playing sports. <laughs> that's, yep, that's, that's what happened to me. Uh, and I like the term D1 disease. Hey, Bill, thank you for, for chiming in this morning. That, that is a pretty good way of putting it, that that is, seems to be a, this, this uh, obsession or passion, that D1 disease, that if your kid is shows a glimmer of talent uh, when they're, you know, five or six years old – that, oh, my kid's going to be special. My kid's going to go on to get a college scholarship. And that's that's where it begins. The problem is, okay, now your kid's young, just starting out, just developing a sense of a, a sport. Uh, but you know, as a mom or dad, how are you going to figure all this out? I mean, uh, I mean, you know that common sense dictates that there's no reason to specialize in one sport when they're young. I mean, let them play a variety of sports. Uh, and in fact, you know, just the other day I was reading a study where uh, you know, the top uh, top uh, first-round draft choices in the NFL, you know, most of those guys, the vast majority of the top uh, NFL draft choices all played a variety of sports in high school, not just football. I mean, but we seem, that message doesn't seem to filter down. It's sort of left off to the side. Nobody seems to understand that you don't have to specialize at a very young age. Let's, uh, let's go over to, uh, to Wayne up in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Wayne, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, Rick, how are you? Good. Great show. Great. Unbelievable topic that is probably the biggest thing to discuss in youth sports these days. And here's, here's my take as a parent, as a coach. Um, the thing that's being lost, um, and I think a lot of these organized things are good, good coaching, a lot of positives, but kids are losing free play. Where like, we just go down the street and shoot baskets or just go throw a ball with your buddies or just if it's not scheduled these days, the kids aren't doing it. So I think it's a parent's role to, to encourage that free play, go play intramurals, go 
join the rec league, stay involved in those things because that's where you have so much fun and it's less pressurized. So I just see kids that only do now something if it's a formal practice or a game and they're losing the free play element. Wayne, and, and uh, you know, for the benefit of our listeners, I should point out this is Wayne Mazzoni, who's been on the show so many times as an expert on, on college recruiting, but now Wayne is calling in as a sports parent himself. And, Wayne, I, I think you bring up a good point about the fact that free play is another one of those concepts that's been sort of pushed off to the side, that that's really where kids can go out, enjoy themselves, don't feel any pressure to have to perform or to live up to expectations. They can find what they enjoy doing. They can develop their passion for a variety of sports. That, that's a really good point, and, and I'm glad you, uh, you brought that up. Thanks, Rick. I appreciate it. Great show. I'll keep listening. Thanks, Wayne. Again, that's uh, Wayne Mazzoni, our good friend, the uh, pitching coach at Sacred Heart University. But again, these are issues I'm talking about. We get so swept up so quickly with our kids in this year, 2018. You know, it's time to sort of take a step back and say, okay, what do we want our kids to really get from in terms of youth sports and getting them on the right track in the appropriate manner? One eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. I know a lot of people want to come in and chime in about this, so we'll do that. But let's uh, let's take a break. Uh, Dave Uram has your update. When I return, I'll go right back to your call. Back here on the Sports Edge, I've asked a very simple question this morning. What is it like to be a new sports parent these days? We all know about the, the tremendous emphasis upon travel and club teams and the the hyper competition that the parents face these days in terms of getting their kid on the fast track, and, uh, you know, it just must be unbelievably baffling and confusing if you're just starting out with a youngster who's five or six years old, and all of a sudden, you, if your kid shows uh, some promise in a sport, you know, what sport do you decide upon? Do you specialize? Do you not specialize? Do you handle, you know, do you go through a, a specialization in one sport? Do, do you travel team, club team? It's just got to be mind-boggling, particularly because there are no guidelines. Let me repeat that so that it's really clear. There are no guidelines. There's no federal guidelines about what, in terms of youth sports or what you should look at. Something taught like this in school. There's, there's no handbook that explains to you how it should be done. You're on your own. And if, God forbid, you have no real background in sports, you'll never figure this out because it's just, it's just, uh, it's caveat emptor. And it's just unbelievably confusing. And, of course, as you already heard in the first segment of the show, you know, the fact that kids, you know, and the idea of free play, eh, that's not part of the process anymore. It's nice if kids had a chance to go out and do what they want to do, but we haven't got time for that because you'll be late for practice. So you got a travel team tryout. It is just, uh, it has to be just a, a complete... Uh, and and really sort of uh, extraordinarily difficult experience for young parents today to figure this out uh, in terms of their kids and sports. And that's what we're talking about. one 337 Let's continue with our calls. Let's go over to our friend A.J. in Princeton. A.J., good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning, Rick. Hello, A.J. Well, Rick, I don't, I don't know what it's like to be a, a sports parent these days. And frankly, I'm really glad I don't. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> you, you know, the overwhelming theme with every show that I listen to every week from you yep. is, boy am, boy, am I glad that I grew up when I grew up. Because I'm now in my almost mid-60s, and sports are such an important part of my life, such a big part of my DNA. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of go one step, you know, follow up with what Wayne said. 
if it wasn't for the idea of free play and being able to just kind of go out at the beginning of the day on my bike, wherever I wanted, go to some friend's house, end up either throwing the ball around or doing something like that, and maybe meeting somebody else and getting a game going and stuff, um, well before Little League, then this never would have happened. And if I had to go through what the parents have to go through today, my father would never have put up with it. Are you kidding? A hundred dollar bat, a two hundred dollar bat? <laughs> you got to be kidding me! And you know what that's like. Yes, so, it, it, uh, it's uh, it is. So I said it's it's um, all I know is AJ. We're, we're going at this uh, hundred miles an hour right down the tracks, and we don't know where it's going to end up. And and unfortunately, you know, for most of the kids who are going through this process. As I said a few minutes ago, there are there is no there are no guidelines, there are no set patterns. All of a sudden, a few super talented kids will go on to play in college or at the pro ranks, but for the more, vast majority of these kids, they're going to get derailed along the way, and it, it's got to cause tremendous psychological duress on the parents, on the kids. It's just it's just it's just not right. And Rick, another thing, um, my greatest memories were playing E three football. There's nothing wrong with D3. No, of course not. Of course not. And you've said that. <laughs> and you've said that many times. AJ, I, I'm telling you, it, it, to, to just to sort of emphasize your original point, it's a lot tougher these days to, to be involved in sports and sports parenting than it was you know, several generations ago. And that really is the bottom line. AJ, thank you as always for checking in. Appreciate it. You know, and, and you know, again... That's what we're talking about. It's so complicated these days. Uh, it's just bizarre. Let's uh, let's go up to Steve in Connecticut. Steve, good morning. You're on the fan. Yeah. Hey. Good morning. How are you? Good, Steve. Good. So, uh, yeah, you uh, your topic this morning uh, struck a nerve because I'm on uh, day three of a tournament, an hour and forty from my house. It's eight thirty on a Sunday. I'm driving in the pouring rain. I had my kid out of school on a Friday. Um, you know, it's just insanity these days. And, uh, you know, there'll be several more tournaments this season. What, what sports, um, Steve? What sport are we talking about? That's hockey. Yeah. Uh, so we already dropped down. I, I, in, in some ways, I feel like I'm an early adopter in certain areas. We, we already dropped down from the, you know, Tier 1 sort of very competitive league where we're driving all over New England every weekend to, yep. you know, the, the next level down because that was crazy. But we also um, dropped one of our three sports. I have, I have a, you know, two boys. They both play the same sports, and we just dropped one altogether because that was about to get even, you know, way more time-consuming than it had been. And you know, I said, look, if you guys, you know, aren't really loving this, and you guys don't want this yourself, there's certainly no reason why I'm going to push you. Mm-hmm. And they were they were totally fine with it. And you know, that'll give us a little more time to spend on the two sports they're still doing. And you know what? We'll spend a little more time on on other things like you know, schoolwork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I, I, I think you're I think what you're going through and you're having a rational conversation with your kids about, you know, let's get these things in the priority. And again, and thank you for checking in this morning. Uh, you know, the fact is that, yeah, at some point you have to sit down on, a, I guess, an annual basis and talk to your youngsters and say, look, is this really you want to spend this much time you know, traveling up and around all the place in New England to play in, in uh, ice hockey? Uh, and what about your schoolwork? I mean, ultimately, the, it, again, I always say this: somebody has to be the has to play the role of the adult or the grown up here. 
you got to make sure the, the schoolwork comes first because in the long run, you know, that's what is the bottom line, the education. That's going to ser- serve your youngsters a lot better down the road and, and, and whether or not they're making a, a, a travel team as a, as a, as a mite or, or making travel team in AAU. It's, no, it's all about making sure your priorities are in order. Let's continue. Let's go to our friend Jack Smithland over in Fairlawn. Jack, good morning. How are you, Rick? Good, Jack. Um, How are you doing? Great topic. Actually, a very good topic uh, to lead right into Wednesday. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that, that, I, that I wanted to say was that there were a bunch of people that were right. That, uh, you know, Bill about, you know, his leapfrog thing, making it fun. Yep. You know, one of yep. the things that I was always a strong believer in is you never, ever punish a kid by making him run or sprint because you're telling him it's not a good thing, you know, and you want it to be fun. But I lived this. I had two sons, as you know, um, Zach and Alex, and they both were, you know, top athletes in high school. Both went on to play baseball at Penn State. Zach pursued it. Alex didn't want to. He let it go. But, you know, my suggestion to parents, and I, and I lived this, like I said, my suggestion to parents is this. Let your kid play as many sports as they possibly can for as long as they can. It develops different muscles, it teaches different roles, and it, and it enables you to meet other people and socialize. The free play thing is an excellent thing. I'm a, I'm a special education teacher, and, you know, every, between every unit that I have at school, I have a week of free play. Let them go out and just do what they want on the field. This guy will pick up a wiffle ball bat and play wiffle ball, and you can really, you can really learn a lot by watching a kid in free play. Um, my suggestion is exactly what you've always talked about. The old way is the best way, in my opinion, because I've lived both. And I did it, you know, my sons were lucky because they had a psycho, they had a psycho father who learned on his own. I, I educated myself. I didn't understand the new techniques of hitting. The hitting that I was taught as a kid was, is completely obsolete. It's done. And the way that the new sciences are teaching hitting, so I've learned this. But I always allowed my sons to play three sports. Parents, learn to give your kids a break. Let them take a break. But understand this. It's okay to train in one sport, but you don't have to play the sport all year. Give it a break. Let your kids go and have fun. You know, and there's so many other things I'd like to talk about, and you know, but I want to give, I want to give some of these other callers a chance because I well, learned from the callers. Yeah, Jack, I learned from the callers. Uh, uh, two things, don't don't hang up, Jack. First of all, I, I mean, this I is, I'm just, I mean, what you said, I learned myself. This is a two way street, because it I'm is, jotting, I, I'm jotting down notes from the callers, and I should probably tell, you know, people who listen to the show, this is where I get my feedback and 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 research from. You know, when Bill from Lindhurst calls in and talks about D1 disease and leapfrog drills, yeah. these are good ideas yeah. that I hope everybody Great. is listening to and paying attention to. Now, now, Jack, I, I do want to remind people, you mentioned, of course, about this upcoming event next Wednesday evening over at Fairlawn at the uh, Community this, this Center. Wednesday. This, this coming Wednesday, Wednesday uh, December 5th, yes. uh, I'm going to be uh, talking about sports psychology. Uh, I'll be signing copies of my book, uh, Secrets of Sports Psychology Revealed. The tickets are $20 for adults, uh, $10 for teenagers and senior citizens. And you can either buy all the buy tickets at the door. It starts, uh, the event starts 7 o'clock this coming Wednesday at the Fairlawn Community Center. Or you can go to Brown Paper Tickets uh, and go to event number 366, 
1337. Or you can call Jack Smithlin, who's on the phone right now. Wait till the show's over. You can call Jack for more information at 201 693 2557. Again, 201 693 2557. Jack, this is going to be a great deal of fun this event. I'm really I, looking forward I, to it. I, I, I am so excited, Rick. And I want to say one other thing. You, you never, you do mention it, but I'm going to tell you something. You should mention it more because. I'm a, I've 12, 15, 18 years ago, I started studying leadership, um, body and, and, and emotional self-control. And the best thing that I've ever read about is sports psychology and sports parenting. And I've read more than close to a hundred books, been to seminars, been to on online and, and people, please listen. If you're listening, please listen to what I'm saying. Rick's book is the number one book because it tells you the way it is. It gives you explanations and help about exactly what the topic is right now, parenting. And, and it's an, it's, listen, get the book, <laughs> buy the book, learn from the book. That's all I have to say. Jack, <laughs> uh, you are my biggest cheerleader, and I thank you so much. Oh. But <laughs> look, uh, well, I'll see you and everybody else uh, this Wednesday over at Fairlawn. <laughs> You certainly will. Talk to you later, Rick. Thanks, Jack. Of course, that is Jack Smithland, and, and he's just a terrific, terrific guy. Uh, let me go quickly to uh, to Louie out in Long Beach. Hey, Louie, you're on the fan. Hey, Rick. How are you? Good. How you doing? Uh, my point is uh, sports has become a job for the kids and the parents. Yes. The parents are too involved. The kids are too involved, and they're spending a ton of money. The parents are, end up going broke, and then when it comes time to go to college, Everybody's got to take out loans, and they're in big debt. So they better think about what they're doing with this and uh, take a step back once in a while and wonder and think to themselves, is this really the best thing for the kids? You know, Louie, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, obviously all of this is the fact that, A, it is a job. Uh, Sports is supposed to be about play. Play is supposed to be fun and enjoyable. But somewhere along the line, early on, the kids these days begin to understand that this is not so much about having fun. It's about it's a job. It's a chore. It's an obligation. And underneath all that is the fact that mom and dad is spending a lot of money. Uh, and it's just uh, heartbreaking these days when kids end up going to college. Um, you know, even they get a partial athletic scholarship, a lot of kids have to end up taking loans to pay for college, and, and uh, which may have been money that could have used if mom and dad hadn't put them on travel teams. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a, it really ends up in a lot of bad ways uh, where a little a forethought uh, would have gone a much, much different direction for those youngsters involved in sports and taking care of their education. And that I'm glad you brought that up today, Louie. Thank you. Uh, All you right, know, take care of it. You know, and, and I'm telling you, that is a concern. You got to you got to take a step back if you're a sports parent these days, particularly if you're just starting out, and try to map out for yourself what it is you want for your youngster to take away from being involved in sports at a competitive level. All right, let me take a pause. One eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. And don't forget, at nine o'clock this morning, it is football Sunday with Mark Malusis and Dave Deal. Make sure you listen to what they have to say regarding. The Jets and the Giants and the rest of the National Football League on this Sunday afternoon. Uh, we're talking this morning about how difficult, how challenging it must be to be a sports parent in this day and age. As I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, there, there are no roadmaps. There are no guidelines. There's nothing coming from 
the state or the federal uh, governments about how to be a sports parent and what to look out for or what's the right approach. It doesn't exist, and you're on your own. It's as simple as that. one 337 6666 Let's go to, the, to Jordan over in Dix Hills. Jordan, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm a 53-year-old. I'm 53 years old. I have four boys, and uh, I moved from Brooklyn to Queens to Long Island. So I, I got a chance to see a couple of different uh, maybe cultures about uh, sports, and, um, and I find at least where I live right now, it, it really is a culture that your kid has to, you know, go on travel, play travel teams, play, you know, get coaching. And, you know, now, um, couple, you know, whatever, 15 years later, uh, these, these uh, kids are not that much better off than they were. They go to the school. Sometimes they go to play the sport. Sometimes they don't like the school, but because the school gave them money, you know, they went there. And I felt a lot of pressure to try to get my kid to play travel or to get, you know, um, one-on-one coaching. But I just couldn't do it. You know, I just, I could not do it financially. Right. And so I didn't, and I'm okay with it, and they're okay. Well, you know, Jordan, we last Sunday's show, and we talked about the pay-per-play, the, the, the general consensus is we are really rapidly reaching a point where you just basically relate it, and that is that, that at some point the, the, it's going to be so oversaturated with travel teams and club teams that the parents are going to say, you know, I can't afford this any money. It, it it's just not going to pay off. I'd rather say to my youngster, look, I want you to play sports, but not at this level where, uh, honestly, it's just prohibitive in terms of the expense and the time. And in your case, you said he had four, four boys. I mean, if, uh, yes. if, if more than one wants to play sports and they're all going to play travel team, man, this is tough. This is going to be very, very difficult, you know? It's true, and I, I can't believe what some parents do, you know, for their kids who are on travel, as someone else was saying. You're spending weekends traveling, you know, uh, not, not locally. You're spending weekends traveling to uh, uh, Rhode Island and, and, you know, Pennsylvania, and I just, I, I, I'm so glad that I did not do that because I really would have been just pulling my hair out. It's much yeah. too much for me. I hear you. Jordan, thank you for, for the call this morning. Uh, you know, and that that's the reality. I mean, if, if you, look, if you're extremely well off and you won the lottery and, and everything else and you have a lot of time to on your hands and you do have, you are inclined to want to have your kid travel up and down the East Coast or in some cases being on elite uh, travel teams where you can actually fly uh, to tournaments and that kind of thing, hey, that's great. Nobody's saying you shouldn't do that. But for the vast majority of other working sports parents uh, who have more than one child who plays sports, this is really tough stuff. And you got to figure this out because it is hard. It is real hard. Let's go to uh, Brooklyn. Maureen is standing by. Maureen, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. Thanks so much for taking my call. Uh-huh. Um, I just wanted to make a point. One of the things that's being lost in all of this as well is family time. Yeah. And it, you know, as I'm not a parent, I'm an aunt. I come from a big sports family. My dad was a uh, commissioner and coach of a Pop Warner football team for 27 years. And what I've watched uh, at one particular family event, my nephew and my brother had to leave a uh, 50th birthday party because 
he was involved in a uh, in a team, a baseball team, and he had to leave and missed out on that party. And when I said, "What? How come he is doing this and not uh, staying with family?" They all looked at me as if I had ten heads <laughs> well, and said, "You don't understand, Maureen. This he is he made a commitment. This is what happens. Uh, it, it gets very complicated because not you mentioned that obviously, but but the birthday party. Uh, you know, if a kid is playing on a competitive team, and all the intangibles you heard about growing up, you know, like well, you made a commitment. Uh, you the other teammates are relying upon you being there. Uh, you you have to you do with the right thing." But if you're if you're living a normal life as a youngster, you're going to be involved with making decisions about well, I got invited to go to a birthday party, or I have a there's a graduation I should be attending, or there's a wedding going on that same weekend of a big tournament. I mean, you know, all of a sudden you have to make a lot of decisions where again, twenty twenty five years ago, those decisions didn't have to be made because everybody sort of had their priorities in order. But it's yeah. not, it's different these days, and 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 that's where. Not, and I'm glad you brought this up because we often overlook that these are real difficult decisions that do have a major major impact upon family time and upon family commitments, and and that is a real problem, which again is often overlooked. And, and, and Maureen, it, it's difficult because um, parents are trying to do the right thing with their kids. But at the same time, they also have an obligation to their families as well. It, it's it's it, awkward. It's very awkward. Exactly. Maureen, and the, and the, go ahead. Yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, the, and the thing that's being missed is that um, these most of these kids, they're not going to go on to play uh, D1 sports or professional sports. No. And you can never get that uh, time, family time back for a special occasion. You can miss a game once in a while. It's not to say you're not committed, but the... Priority is sports over family at times, and I think that that's a shame. It is. It is. Thank you, Maureen, for chiming in. You're welcome. You know, and, and uh, yeah, but we all know, as sports parents who've been through this, and when you go to that travel team coach, that club team coach, and you say, well, uh, we're going to miss that tournament uh, you know, coming up in a few weeks because uh, there's a big family get-together or there's a family wedding or whatever it might be, you know, the travel coach is going to say, what, 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 where's your, you made a commitment to have your son be on this team. And that kind of pushback is difficult because sometimes there are, you know, uh, you know, repercussions. Uh, if, you, if your kid misses a tournament, the next, next uh, weekend, the kid, your kid's on the bench because they don't have the same commitment as other kids on the team. It's, it's a terrible situation to be in if you're a parent or, or, or a youngster. Uh, it's as simple as that. Let's go to Denville. Frank, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. How are you? Good, Frank. Uh, outstanding show. Listen to you every week and first time calling in. But this subject is, is so uh, so true. And my son uh, played three sports. Uh, really, he enjoyed it. And I think the big thing is, you know, the parents have to, you know, not necessarily push the kids. But let the kids have fun and let them, because it's, it, it's about them and their time. It's not about me and my time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, had, I had my time <clears throat> playing sports, going to school, coaching. Um, and you try to give good examples to the children as they're coming you know, up in the system. But what one of your callers stated was, you know, he played, or my son played three sports, and 
the thing that I try to promote was, you know, you're playing different with different kids. <clears throat> you're experiencing different things with different coaches. Um, you're not getting into playing 12 months of baseball or just AAU basketball. <clears throat> you know, football is more difficult to play 12 months a year anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, overall, he had a great experience and made, you know, made great friends along the way. And, you know, that time goes so quickly from middle school through high school. Now he's in college, um, decided to play football versus, you know, the other two sports. But, you know, the, the times that he experienced playing basketball and playing baseball and playing football with his friends, with his coaches um, and teammates is invaluable. So I think the specialization is really something that has, taken, you know, some of the kids, put them in a position where they're very vulnerable. And when you get into high school, sometimes the high school coaches, um, and I don't want to categorize any sport, but, you know, some, sometimes they're looking at it as if this is going to get, this kid's going to get them into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, And it's, it's, it's not about that. It's, you know, it's really about the kids. Frank, I, I uh, thank you for, uh, for being a listener, and thank you for calling in this morning. That, that's very nice of you. Uh, you know, and your point is certainly well taken. I mean, the fact is, because of this rush, the psychological pressure that young parents go through today about their kids who play sports, and they immediately have to make a decision about, A, should my kid just specialize in one sport? Is that the way to go? You know, should they be on a travel team at a very young age? Is that the way to go? Um, and, and losing perspective on the fact that so few kids ever go beyond the high school years. So, in effect, if a kid's starting playing organized sports when they're five, let's say, just learn the, the basic uh, rules and regulations of playing soccer or baseball or hockey, whatever sport it might be, by the time they're 18, they're done. I mean, it's as simple as that. They're 13 years from beginning to the end, and, and parents have to understand that this is a process, it's an experience, and have faith in the system that if your kid really is going to be a superior athlete, then, then they're going to go on to become a star regardless of, of they specialize early on or play on just one team. I mean, you got to have some faith in, in how things work out in life. But again, it's, it's very, very difficult for parents today to get that kind of perspective. Let's go to uh, New Rochelle and Pat. Hey, Pat, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, how are you? Yeah, Pat. You lose it? Well, I guess we lost Pat. Let's, uh, let's go quickly over to uh, Scott and Oceanside. Scott, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, Scott. Hey, I just stumbled upon your program. Uh, never heard you sports spoken about like this on the fan. What a great topic. Well, Scott, thank you. We've been doing this for over 21 years. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'm not up early enough on a Sunday morning. But, uh, it's okay. Go ahead. What a great, what a great relevant topic. And what your one call has touched on is so important. Is just the the sacrifices that you make for family time. Yes. And you know, in the siblings sitting on the sideline watching you know watching their 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 brother or sister play yep and you know how these tournaments are all wrapped around holiday weekends which yep. were traditionally family time right gone family I mean, weekend you you get that schedule early on and around labor day and you start circling on the calendar okay and this weekend we got to be here this weekend we're going there i mean that's all of a sudden the travel sports become the dominant factor in a family's life and as you said you know, you, you can't leave the little ones at home. They come with you. So, I mean, you, you basically, you know, have to – it just becomes a, a different way of living where the, the, the family's commitment 
to the travel program becomes the dominant force in, in the family uh, existence. Absolutely. And then you, you're faced with the tough choice. Do you split the family and one parent go with one kid and then you don't see the, the rest of your family for the entire weekend because it's a Memorial Day tournament that That's... starts on maybe a Friday or Saturday and takes you into Sunday and and if you if your team does well enough, you make the playoffs, and the play you know the finals are on a Monday, and so <laughs> there goes your entire weekend. That's correct, and, you know, right? And yeah. that I remember growing up, and you know that was for me uh, growing up on Long Island. Uh, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day, you know those were sacred. Yeah, well, uh, that, that meant that meant pool and beach and hanging out with friends, and you know that's and so as a parent, I struggle with you know, making that trade and sure the kids are enjoying themselves and they have a whole lot of fun, but what are you giving up? And that's where you, you have to maintain that balance. And often with these programs, you're either all in or you're all out. And if you, if you're, if you're part-time, well, you can't, said, Scott, you're, you're right. And that's the problem. You can't do it part-time. And, and thank you for, for listening in this morning. You know, the fact is that's what we're talking about. I don't know if young sports parents today are aware once they start going down this pathway with a youngster in travel sports and tournaments and everything else, are they aware of what they're signing up for in terms of the commitment uh, and the way it affects not just the, the one athlete, but the entire family and how it really can be extraordinarily uh, disruptive to, uh, to family time and, and to how the family is basically spending its time together. It, it, is, it, is, quite, it is quite a commitment. All right, let me take a time out. I'll be back with more. Stay with me. Well, some fascinating phone calls this morning, and really this is something that people have to really think about as they get their kid involved in youth sports and what it's going to entail over the next 10 or 15 years. Moms and dads, as I say, somebody's got to act as a grown-up here, and it might as well be you. Okay, my thanks this morning to Brian Rascona. I'll see you next week right here on The Sports Edge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.